to Around the CPL, the official podcast of the Coastal Plain League. You are listening to episode four. We are three weeks into the 2019 CPL campaign, and it's starting to heat up. Rivalries being renewed, walk-off wins, and bonus baseball in the form of extra innings. You gotta love bonus baseball. Nothing like it. Speaking of extra frames, the CPL's very first full-time female broadcaster, Victoria Conway, had the privilege of this call for the Edenton Steamers last Wednesday on June the 12th. 1-1 advantage for Justin Durpich. Pitch on its way. Chopped right back up the middle. Gonzalez can't get it. And into score comes Hamilton. Justin Durpich with the walk-off RBI base hit in the bottom of the 10th. The Steamers win it 3-2 over the Peninsula Pilots. Justin Durpich with RBI number one for the Teal and Black, and it's a successful big one for the righty from Binghamton. Don't miss any of the action all season long as fans can watch every Coastal Plain League game for free on all devices at cplbaseball.com or stream via Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, or Amazon Fire. So you'll want to stay tuned to about the halfway mark of this episode to learn more about the CPL Players of the Week brought to you by Trackman Baseball. For the 10th straight season, the Coastal Plain League has partnered up with Baseball America to bring you the Coastal Plain League Corner. During each issue of Baseball America this summer, fans can now keep up to date on some of the key headlines this CPL season has to offer through the CPL Corner. Don't have Baseball America? Then you're missing out. For a special CPL discount, please visit the league website at www.coastalplain.com and click on one of the Baseball America banners to sign up. For the most information on baseball, be sure to visit Baseball America on the web at www.baseballamerica.com. Now, I was able to have a short conversation with Fayetteville Swamp Dogs general manager Jeremy Agard recently to talk about how the Swamp Dog community has been able to partner with the Special Olympics to provide jobs, give recognition, and support this awesome group of people. Let's take a peek at that conversation. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate you jumping on the phone uh, with me this Monday afternoon to talk about the CPL and the Swamp Dogs. How are you doing? Uh, incredible. Excited to be uh, part of the program. Awesome. That's great. So let's actually jump right into it. Um, so give me your background with the CPL, how long you've been with the Swamp Dogs, and maybe what about the CPL led you to make it into a career? Well, I've been uh, in the league for 13 seasons, uh, all of them with the Swamp Dogs. Uh, saw the CPL as an opportunity to be a part of something that was on the rise uh, with an opportunity for growth and very excited to uh, make this not only uh, my future, but my family's future. So how did you get involved with the Swamp Dogs? You said about 13 years ago. How did that play out? Was it just something like, hey, here's baseball, you know, join? Or, or were, there, were there some people you knew or is it just your love of the game? Just describe kind of how that went down. Baseball is a very small, very small family, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, I was working in another league at the time and uh, a mutual friend knew somebody down here and made the introduction. Uh, and as they say, the rest is history. Awesome. Well, history has uh, treated you well. You're still there after 13 years, which shows that a lot of great things are happening with the Coastal Plain League. I'm, I'm here in Raleigh. So not too far away from you. And so I go to the Salamanders games and it's just, it's just a great baseball to be around and you being able to interact with the players, interact with everything that goes on day to day. I'm sure uh, some people are, are mighty jealous of that. Well, I think it's, it's exciting to see these guys uh, further their careers, whether that be on the field or off the field. Uh, we have some tremendous young men that come through here. Uh, we've got some great 
talent uh, on the field. But I think what people uh, don't always remember is these guys are going to go on to be dentists and accountants and whatever they may be. And some of them even being coaches. Uh, it's just a great uh, opportunity and, and humbling to be a part of their career path. So do you find that as something that really excites you about being a part of how these young men grow into mature men and not just honing their skills in regard to uh, baseball? I do. Our players are very, uh, very ingratiated in the community, uh, which we've always found that, you know, being supportive of the community makes us who we are. And that comes from our team president all the way down to the newest intern is if you're not going to support the community, how can you ask the community to support us? Uh, so our players do public appearances on behalf of the team. Uh, they sign autographs after every single game. And we're really helping them to become more well-rounded individuals. Well, and that's one thing that I love, even down to the basics of the host homes. So I can imagine families taking in uh, these, these young men, uh, teaching them, maybe even to the finest degree of finances or how to be a better citizen, what has been maybe the best story that you've heard involving a player and their host family? I think it's uh, it's one I've heard a few, quite a few times. Uh, they're getting invited to weddings. Uh, they're getting cards about uh, uh, newborns. Uh, they're They're continuing to be a part of the player's family. Uh, for years after they've been here. And I think that continues the tradition year after year. And I think that's the most exciting part about what happens with our host families. That's awesome. I, I hope to be a host family one day. It's just me and my dog, but uh, um, he'd have to sleep on the couch and I don't want that for anybody. So that's, that's awesome to be able to have these communities pretty much adopt these players because they're there all summer. And when you're in a, an area that you're not used to, it can kind of be lonely. Uh, even though you're playing baseball and you're meeting some friends, it can still be uh, missing your own family back home. So this adoption process, so to speak, uh, is, a, is a great thing and something I really love about the CPL. Oh, yeah. It it's, goes back to ingratiating ourselves in the community. When you've got fans uh, that are really built-in fans because they're, they're summer parents uh, and they're excited to talk about us and they're excited to talk about the kids, uh, the word spreads and it's grassroots marketing as well. Absolutely. It's it's awesome. So with the CPL, there's a lot of events that go on, not only off the diamond, but in between innings as well. One of the biggest things that I've noticed with CPL, as long as, uh, as well as other minor league baseball uh, leagues, is the emphasis on like either special jerseys or representing certain uh, communities or organizations or anything like that. Just if it's in the community, we want our fans to be a part of it. So one of the biggest things that uh, the Swamp Dogs there in Fayetteville are a part of is the Special Olympics Partnership. And so it's more than just players going out to local events or inviting Special Olympics uh, participants to games. What does all that entail? Kind of give us a picture of what that event looks like. So each and every night we have uh, interns uh, that are Special Olympics athletes that will uh, come work for us each and every night. Um, they are p placed in positions based on their abilities, uh, and it's an opportunity for, uh, for them to gain social interaction skills, uh, gain job skills, and really build their resume uh, in an opportunity to have a fun environment uh, to get their first taste of work for some of them. It's putting two communities together uh, where normally, uh, in the grand scheme of things, special needs community is sometimes separated from the traditional kids. 
and not given a chance to to grow and to learn. And this is an opportunity for them to get the experience, to build the resume so that when they get job interviews and job opportunities in the future, they have the experience to get the job. Well, I think that's absolutely awesome, especially I have several friends that have special needs siblings or people that are close to their family. And I think it's very important for them to see you're a part of this community. You're no different than anyone else. And so being able to offer them jobs and have them understand customer service and maybe even seeing uh, some of the sides of customer service that they need to wrestle with and see, man, this is this is tough, but but it's it's well worth it. And I think that's very valuable. And so can you speak specifically maybe about uh, one or two individuals that you have hired that have been around the ballpark each year that maybe has uh, you've seen really flourish? Sure. We've got uh, a few. Actually, uh, this has been going on for, I believe, seven years now. Uh, and I've actually hired four or five from the internship program to become summer employees for us because of their work ethic, uh, because of, of seizing every opportunity that they have uh, to do a great job and separate themselves from their peers. And one in particular, um, wonderful young man, suffers from seizures from time to time. But we'll have a great time. He will uh, he'll laugh and joke with you. But when six o'clock comes and the gates are open, it's all business. He wants to make this the best ballpark in America and does his part to do that each and every night. And his mom sent us a letter about how proud she was of the opportunity that her son was given to do that. And, and we sit back and we say, you know, anybody can can donate money. But this is an opportunity that we have to make a positive impact on somebody's life and their lifestyle. And that's, you know, in itself, when you can go home at the end of the night and know that you've had that impact, uh, it's easy to sleep very well. Now, do any of the proceeds uh, during the Special Olympic Partner Night, uh, so we're recording this on Monday for those listening, the Special Olympics Partnership Game is tomorrow night and then this airs on Wednesday. So if the timing's off uh, for those listening, uh, just bear with us as we sort this out. But with that game tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday the 18th, I think so, yes, June the 18th, do the proceeds go towards uh, organizations that support uh, this cause, or is it more of just a recognition and awareness? What's all involved with that? This is a recognition and awareness because every single night we have a program that we call Spare Change for Special Olympics. So any night you're in the ballpark throughout the entire season, we have jars out, receptacles out, uh, and you can donate your spare change, and all that money goes to the local uh, Cumberland County Special Olympics Fund. So not just one night a year do we do it. We do it every single night of the year. Oh, that's awesome. That is really good. It also shows that this is something that we should be doing every day, not just on specific nights where we're observing it. So that's a good habit to get us into with with any type of cause like this. Absolutely. And and like I said earlier, you know anybody can donate money. Anybody can do anything for one day. It's when you continue to do something uh, day after day and year after year that it really makes that impact. The Coastal Plain League announced that Kendall McGowan of Forest City was named Hitter of the Week, while Austin Temple of Savannah earned Pitcher of the Week honors for the second week of the CPL regular season. CPL Players of the Week are brought to you by Trackman Baseball, providing players and coaches next-generation analytical data all season long. Returning for a second season with the Owls, McGowan was a force across the board in Week 2. In four games and 16 at-bats, the sophomore outfielder from Appalachian State notched nine hits for a 563 batting average with one double and two home runs to go along with eight RBI for a 1,000 slugging percentage. 
He showed more than power, however, also drawing two walks to push his on-base percentage to 6-11, helping him score three runs and steal four bases. On the mound, Austin Temple made two appearances in Week 2 of the season, not allowing an earned run over nine innings pitched. The sophomore from Jacksonville made his first appearance on June 9th, throwing a dominant three shutout innings while allowing one hit, walking one and striking out six. He went on to have an even more impressive start on June 15th at Lexington County, where he earned the win after carrying a perfect game into the sixth inning before ultimately giving up his first and only hit of the night. In total, the right-hander allowed only two hits and one walk across nine innings pitched on the week while striking out 11 for a 0-6-9 opponent's batting average and .33 whip. Those are your CPL Players of the Week. Now let's dive back into our interview with Jeremy. So what has this program meant to you personally? And how does it affect also the other full-time staff and players each summer? Because they're obviously, you know, touched and impacted by uh, these workers. It's it's meant the world to myself and, and our team president, Lou, to be kind of on the forefront of something like this that, as far as I'm aware, is not being done anywhere else in the country. To have the ability to offer these opportunities, it, it's, it's a special chance. Um, and my kids will grow up at the ballpark knowing that we're all created equal and there's no difference, just people have different abilities. Uh, and I think that is as much of a learning opportunity for our traditional interns and summer staff and full-time staff that uh, everybody's the same. We just have different abilities. And I think relationships and friendships have grown through this that would have never been possible without it. Do you have a specific story of maybe uh, an employee of yours that's that's come and just said, hey, this this person has impacted me in such a way. Uh, I'm so grateful to have this opportunity. Aside from, you know, a paycheck to pay some bills, what are some bigger than life uh, experiences that you've heard from some of your employees or, or even the players? Uh, I think the first year was the biggest impact on our employees because it was a learning experience for everyone involved. The biggest thing that I can say is I was in the grocery store one day and somebody came up and said, are you Jeremy? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity you're giving my son to have a job when nobody else will do that. And to me, when somebody's willing to approach you outside of, of work and, and on their own time and just to say thank you, uh, that's that's the best feeling in the world. Absolutely, man. That's it's something you weren't expecting either. It's just, you're just going you're just going about your everyday activities. Uh, maybe you've had a rough day that day, and something like that can really brighten your spirit. So that's that's awesome that you're able to be a part of something like that. What is the feeling from the community? And and maybe that's maybe a vague question, but let me see here. I lost my train of thought. I, I can I can answer that. Yeah, sure. So we've had uh, fans, uh, host families. Uh, even sponsors that have told us they appreciate what we do with our Special Olympics athletes, and that means the world to them. And when you get the outside community that realizes that and acknowledges that, uh, that's huge. Do any of the uh, participants on these nights uh, love baseball, or they just love being around the action? Have they grown a love for baseball? I'm just interested to see, you know, is it the fact that they get to work with people or do they love baseball and that that sweetens the pot for them? I think they, they love to work. Uh, it just happens to be fun that it's at a stadium where their whole job is to make people have fun and, uh, and retain lifelong memories with their families. We do have a couple uh, of people that are diehard sports fans, uh, but we've got a great, great 
number of, of athletes that will hang out and watch the game because it's such a fun time and they love being in the environment uh, that they're helping to create. What are some of the, the jobs that they have uh, in the stadium? So we've got at the front, uh, we have greeters, and they welcome everybody to the ballpark, hand them all uh, a program, uh, season program as they enter the ballpark. Um, and every conversation we end, uh, we end with have a fun night. So they set the, uh, the tone up front with have a fun night. Uh, they're working in the kids area. Uh, we have a couple of outside vendors that, uh, do, um, shaved ice and funnel cakes. They work alongside of them. We have trash collector in the stands. Uh, we've got Hawking in the stand, which is selling in the stands. And we had some, uh, some up in the press box, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, with one of our diehard sports fans who actually learned how to run the radar gun, learned how to run the scoreboard. Uh, it's very, very inclusive to anything and everything that they would need to do, uh, as we say, out in the real world. I'd be a nervous wreck if I was up in the press box and had to learn some of that equipment and and um, music playing or something like that was dependent solely upon me. So uh, this is one of those things that I think is is awesome that when they go out into the workforce, they are they are just as qualified as perhaps you or I when it comes down to knowledge of some of this this technology that's out there. Absolutely, and we look at that as our civic responsibility to give them that knowledge. So uh, as they do uh, send out resumes and and fill out applications, that they have the knowledge that they they need to be successful. So tomorrow night, June 18th, we we mentioned this a little bit earlier in the podcast. You're actually honoring uh, the Special Olympics at the ballpark. So what are some specific ways uh, that you do this? Obviously, because you're doing it every night in regard to giving people an opportunity to donate. They're already working at the park or are there summer interns? So they're already involved on a daily basis. But what are some special events or sh- certain maybe shout outs or recognitions that you give during this special night? Sure. There is a uh, special needs, special Olympics uh, dance team, and they are going to perform on the field pregame, uh, as well as uh, the special Olympics cheerleaders will do a performance uh, pregame, uh, a global messenger, which is somebody tasked with uh, speaking about special Olympics as a whole and how people can help the athletes. Uh, so we'll have a speech from a global messenger and uh, we'll have one of the athletes throughout the first pitch as well as sing the national anthem. Uh, and the Special Olympics oath uh, will be read by one of the athletes as well. So this is going to occur like throughout the entire game or is it just a specific spot, maybe the beginning? How is that kind of you know woven in there? Majority of it is pregame, uh, but we will have the athletes sing the seventh inning stretch as well. Uh, opportunity to get them involved in some of our on-field promotions. And every half an inning, we've got an on-field promotion. So it is, it is all about the athletes, and it'll be spread throughout the game. But uh, the pregame stuff is really an opportunity for us to focus and showcase uh, who they are. And, and I think uh, from what I've seen in the past, people appreciate that because I've seen many of our fans high-five and, and pat on the back the athletes uh, that have performed in the pregame ceremonies. So, Jeremy, as, as we kind of wrap this up, I want to kind of give you the floor to say anything else that maybe I haven't asked you or something that's on your mind, or maybe even just, you know, a shout out for more recognition for those that are listening. Uh, go ahead and, you know, the, the floor is yours to to do as you will. I think this is an opportunity for us as, um, as a whole in society to take a look and take a step back, really, uh, and take a look at what we're doing for those in the community and, and bring us all together as one. Uh, and I think through that, uh, we all grow and if we can't get better every day, what are we doing? 
this is an opportunity for us to have a positive impact on a lot of lives in our community uh, and really give back in a new, uh, a new special and unique way. When I think coupling it with with baseball, America's pastime, and with sports in general, and as, as you're a sports fan as well, you understand that so much can be learned through sports, whether it's victory or defeat or, you know, uh, legging out another one or trying real hard when you don't have anything else left in you and being able to use such a universal uh, commonality in sports to implement this importance of, of those that are different than us, that they're actually not that different after all. That's right. Absolutely. We, uh, you're good at some things that I'm not good at, and that's the only difference. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate your time uh, and talk with me today and just giving us some highlights of what's to come tomorrow night on June the 18th. So by the time this airs again, it'll be past. But uh, come on out, anybody who's in the Fayetteville area, come and uh, cheer on your Swamp Dogs and uh, see this recognition for all of the Special Olympics and those that uh, work so hard to, uh, to make us happy because it makes them happy. Absolutely. I appreciate your time. And, uh, and I'll, I'll say this in, in retrospect because it's airing on Wednesday. I know we had a great time uh, because everybody involved was out to uh, have a fun night. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate your time and the information. Absolutely. Thank you. I hope you were able to enjoy that brief but very informative interview with Jeremy Agard about how the Fayetteville community is bringing awareness to those with special needs as well as the Special Olympics. I myself am close to a couple special needs adults. Uh, Lauren and Sierra are their names, and they just put a smile on my face. Lots of lessons can be learned from those who just enjoy the simple things in life. Well, on next week's episode of Around the CPL Podcast, I'll be joined by High Point Thomasville High Toms coach, Brian Roundtree. He also coaches the CPL Select team that plays against the USA National Baseball team on July 1st at 4 p.m. at the USA Baseball Complex in Cary, North Carolina, in front of over 100 professional baseball scouts. This Friday, the players for the CPL Select team will be announced, so stay tuned to all of our social media outlets as well as our webpage. In recent years, the CPL Select team has put up a fight against Team USA, including snagging a victory in their matchup last year. Players will also take part in the prospect development pipeline that same weekend. Speaking of the PDP, don't forget to listen to the interview with Jules Johnson, the director of the PDP, which went live last Wednesday. Great conversation and lots of awesome information. Make sure every Monday you listen to Around the CPL, hosted by Aaron Summers, released on all of our social media and coastalplain.com. Do you want the latest news and updates on the Coastal Plain League, its teams, and players? If so, please visit the league website at coastalplain.com. Also, be sure to friend us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash League and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at CPL Baseball. Talk to you next week. I'm out.